Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Are you ready? What up, what up? Another episode of Believe in RU. Here to preview the final football game against Maryland. Ryan, we did a preview show for this football team. And we went over best case scenario, worst case scenario. I would say it's not exactly how we played out our best case scenario in terms of wins, but it's as good as it could be, I think, when you take the realistic perspective on this season. What do you think? Well, bet online is back like Rutgers football. The NFL season is full swing and I might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. You know, my Rams took on the pick last Thursday night. So the, so yesterday, Rams really beat them down, 124-3, one money on bet online. For game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag today and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I completely agree. If we look back on what we said our expectations were, I think I was a little bit more pessimistic than you. I said that it would be lucky. Our best case was 4-4, four and four, but I was realistically thinking maybe one, two wins. We already have two wins. We could get a third, which would be an incredible accomplishment by this team in a COVID season with less practices, with a new coach and Greg Schiano, a whole new coaching staff, to get that third win against a team like Maryland, who is another rival who is similar to Penn State, is that they get some of our New Jersey guys and they kind of come into the state of Rutgers and get our guys it's a recruiting battle game and if we show that we can win this game it would be an incredible improvement and the sky would be the limit then because it just shows how vastly we can improve in just one year well I think that you were more of the yes you were pessimistic however I would say that the combination of both of our opinions happened, right? I was saying, you know, best case scenario, four and four, five and three, if everything goes well, this team's going to compete, blah, blah, blah. And we very well could have had an opportunity to be five and three. We, we could have four wins right now with going for a fifth win. Um, but then you were, I remember you were saying, you know, as long as we compete, we show, comp- uh, we, we show that we can compete in this conference. And pretty much every game has been competitive for the most part. And I think that the combination of what we, of what we had hoped for happened, and it's pretty good to see. Um, I think we still have a long way to go, but in terms of this game against Maryland, unlike Penn State, we do have a history of beating Maryland in football, and we do have a history of really good games. I would say this is our football rival at the moment. Um, 2014, Gary Nova led us back down 25, tied the biggest comeback in school history. Um, The next year, we're up by 24, 25 points. Maryland comes back. Um, 2016, they kind of get the better of us. 2017, Giovanni Rashigno in that blackout Rutgers uniform leads us to victory. And then Maryland's kind of gotten the better of us the last couple years. But it's a good matchup, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, Tua's brother, Talia Tagovailoa, looks really good running the Mike Loxley system. Fun fact, Mike Loxley, former interim head coach at Maryland in 2015, led the Terps to that comeback victory against the Scarlet Knights before heading to kind of really rejuvenate his coaching career down in Alabama. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think Maryland, they're 2-2. Two and two. Um, They've got losses to Northwestern. Indiana, 
Um, Northwestern, very good team this season. Indiana, the score is pretty similar to what Rutgers was against them. Um, but then they've got wins over teams like Minnesota. Minnesota, not as good a team as we thought coming into the season, but still a pretty good team. P.J. Fleck does a really good job over there with a lot of Rutgers guys on that staff, by the way. Um, but they beat Penn State. Maryland beat Penn State. We lost to Penn State. Granted, I think we went against two two different Penn State teams. I think they went against a Penn State team that under Kirk Shiraka in the third game was not really in sync offensively. And we went in a game against them where they're a little bit more in tune with his offense and they ran the ball really well. So I don't think you can really put too much stock into that unless you're going to use it as a motivating factor to why we can't take Maryland for granted because they're a good football team. They are a good football team. Um, I think that if you look at the schedule, they've had a bunch of games canceled due to COVID reasons. They haven't played in two weeks, and so they're probably going to be a little bit fresh. Uh, to Going back to Talia Tagovailoa, had a really rough game against Northwestern, their first game of the season. But then since then, the dude's been on fire. Definitely has a ton of talent. So we're definitely going to have to be able to contain him. Um it's going to be a good game, and this is a definitely a winnable matchup for us. I know that if you look at the tail of the tape, just because they beat Penn State and we lost to Penn State, they'd probably just say that people were they're going to beat us. But I think Penn State has turned the corner a little bit. They've won two straight against Michigan and and us. So it's going to be a good game. It's another recruiting battle game. I think that we just Rutgers has to play football, right? It, three and five sounds so much better than two and six. So I think that Greg Shannon is going to fire these guys up. I think that, you know, coming off the disappointment that was last weekend, having another game that uh, with a team that is close to us, I think is going to be a really big, you know, st- uh, energy starter for us. And we just got to come out flying. And I think that we can definitely come out and win this game, but it's going to be a battle either way. Yeah. And as you know, th- that final game of the season, Some people are like, oh, you know, they're not going to a bowl game. There's nothing to play for. Well, the NCAA has given all these guys an extra season of eligibility. Um, There's a lot to play for. The the momentum that you can get from a victory against Maryland going into your next season is tremendously important. You know, I'll always reference when I think about the last game of the season, when you know it's your last game of the season, it's not a playoff game situation. Um, I'll always reference in 2015, my freshman year at Rutgers, we're playing Ohio State. Uh, ranked number 10 in the country. We're 0-5 at the time in Big Ten play. We didn't have much to play for, but we bunkered down and we took it really seriously. And it was kind of like our Super Bowl. And we absolutely shellacked the Buckeyes 17-10 to um, and ran them off the field. And the next season, you know, we rode that momentum 11-5 and Big Ten champion uh, championship appearance. And when you talk to coaches around the country, I remember when I was at Syracuse, Uh, Coach Lester was our quarterback coach, and I remember him talking. We went to a bowl game, won a bowl game seven and six that year, but I remember hearing him talking about the last game of the season and how important that can be for your team going forward, and that really uh, stuck with me. I think think Coach Lester is now the the head coach at Western Michigan. Shout out to him, really good coach, Um, but that's just how important that is. No, that's a really, really great point. I remember being in the stands that game. You know, Ohio State eventually made the tournament. I believe they made the quarterfinals in the NCAA tournament that year. They were blew really a seven-goal lead to Denver or a six-goal lead to Denver. Um, I believe. Yeah, no, I remember they were a really good in team. the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals. Yeah, 
They had uh, Jesse King, who was a really, really good player. But I just remember that you guys had a really tough season that year. You guys were 4-10 going into that game. You had a bunch of close losses. So, and then Similar was, to this Rutgers football team. Very, very, very similar. So going back to the game, right, Rutgers versus Ohio State in 2015 in lacrosse, and then this game, the last game of 2020, if we can pull off this game against, obviously it's not in Ohio, Ohio State who is top 10 in the country, but a good Maryland team who has shown prom, promise and improvement under Mike Slocksley since he's been there, I think that this is a stepping stone. You have a lot of guys from Rutgers that are definitely fighting for their jobs. So Noah Vedrill has another year of eligibility. Art Zikowski would be back. Um, Johnny Langer will be back. So I'm depending who comes out and plays quarterback for Rutgers. This is almost like comes out and plays quarterback for Rutgers. This is almost like a tryout for next year and the momentum going into next year. Who's going to be the long-term guy. So I think that Greg Schiano and Coach Leach are going to play multiple quarterbacks. I know Johnny Lang is going to play. Vedrill is going to play. And I think Art's going to play. He showed a really good game against Purdue. I understand that Noah Vedrill was a little bit hurt. He was our guy to start the season. But I think that if Noah Vedrill kind of struggles at the beginning of the game, I think Art's going to be thrown in there sooner rather than later. It's an interesting question, man. Um, for if what we've seen from Coach Chiano, I think he's going to be like, hey, guys, we're trying to win this football game. Like, Noah's our quarterback, and he's going to play the whole game probably. But if you're looking at this long term, do you play both quarterbacks, Art Sitkowski and Noah Vedrill? Um, Johnny Langan's going to play no matter what in his situations. Um, so I don't even know if he should be in that conversation. Uh, but like, do you that do you, what message do you, to your team do you send if you play both of them on schedule? Like, I think you gotta go with Noah Vedral and say, "Hey, we're going all in to win this game." And yeah, if he struggles a little, uh, I wouldn't say even a little bit. I think you got to keep him in if you want to send the message we're trying to win. Um, however, there is the flip side where it's like, well. Art did show a lot of us some good things. Like we do want to see him on tape, but you know, next season, as much as we talk about next season, we make a big deal about it. Um, and everyone will be back, but will everyone be back? Like people might make some decisions with transferring. Some people might make decisions with NFL potentially like you never sit tomorrow. Never comes, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's a really, really good point. I think that, Obviously, Coach Young is going to try to win this game no matter what. He's not going to be like if Vedral's playing well, then all of a sudden he wants to put Art Sikowski in you know, and test him out to see if he's like worthy of the moment. I think he's going to ride the hot hand. But I think that we will see Art Sikowski if we see no Vedral struggle and if we go down a little bit. Maybe we need a spark plug. I don't necessarily know if it's a bad message, but Art's been a really good teammate this year. He's coming in good situations, and he's— Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, awesome dude. I mean, he's—I mean, look at the Purdue game. He played really, real, really, really well there. I think you almost—obviously, ha- we're trying to win the game. We're not going to, like, just throw someone in there or throw someone in there, but— I think that there is definitely a thought in the back of our coaches' minds where, like, Art showed us something. Maybe we should give him another chance, and I think that he deserves another chance. But will it happen? I'm not really sure. But as long as if we win, if we're if no Vedral's playing well, I won't think that we will see Art. But if no Vedral starts to struggle, I think there's a high possibility that Art will be enter back into the game. Yeah, I think whatever it takes. If it's Art, it's Art. If it's Noah, it's Noah. I think Art Zitkowski's shown enough improvement that he should be in the conversation going into the potential spring practice 
to be in consideration for the starting quarterback role. I um, think that'll be a fun competition when that day comes, um, if it if it comes. But uh, I think it will. Um, let's talk defensively, man. Maryland has shown ability to put to put up a lot of points. There have been some games where they've struggled a little bit. Um, Loxley, like we've said, very good coach. Um, I don't know, man. This team's hot and cold. In, in their two wins, they've scored, you know, over 35 points, 35 and 45. In their two losses, three points, 11 points. So Indiana, very good defensive team. Northwestern, very good defensive team. Is that the common denominator, or are they just kind of not that great offensively, or is, or is that the, or is that just how they are inconsistent? I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, four games is a very small sample size, even for a college season. So it seems like they're very hot and cold. I think Talia Tagovailoa is very hot and cold. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. Um, but the defense has to carry over the momentum that they had at the end of the Penn State game. You know, they, we started off not great. But then we eventually settled in it, and then Penn State only scored 23 points, even though that we gave them good field position and things like that. Even though that we gave them good field position and things like that. So, defense has to come out flying around. Defense is definitely going to set the tone for us this game, coming off a rough show against Penn State offensively. We we can't we can't fall into the RPO game again, you know that Penn State did. But again, you know that Penn State did. But I feel like we're going to be aggressive. We're going to play. We're going to play hard every single play. And we just can't let up those big explosive plays because both uh, Tagovailoa brothers kill you when there are explosive plays. You struggle with those RPOs, man. Um, I'm not a football coach. I mean, I certainly played a bunch, of, a couple of years in college, so I wouldn't say I'm like a total expert on RPOs. But like, their run plays where receivers are running routes and the quarterback has the option to throw the ball. Like, what do you think we can do to stop that schematically? Just well, I think that's just an overall defensive scheme type of thing. RPO is very is so much predicated on what you read defensively, right? So if we if we just fly up the field and we're going to blitz every time, they're going to kill us and just dink dink and dunk us. So to stop the RPO game is that we're going to have to play more man. We're not going to have to be as aggressive. But then again, our defense is good when it's aggressive. So I don't want to take that part out of us. So it's it's either we we win we win with it or we die with it and i think that's the only mentality to have um i'm i'd rather swing and miss than not swing at all and strike out so it's a little bit too late in the season to completely change the defense when it's been so aggressive for all eight game for all seven games so far and it's definitely going to be aggressive for the eighth game this year so that's more of just an off-season adjustment thing, but we're going to be aggressive and if we make the big defensive plays it's going to be great for us if we don't and we miss Maryland's probably going to burn us. It's going to happen like that. So hopefully that we can limit the big plays because if we don't, I think we're screwed. And I would say that if we're going to still be aggressive, which that's who we are, that's what we're going to do, we got to play field position and win the special teams game. We cannot go for it in our own territory like we did against the Penn State. Um, like we did against Penn State. Um, you know, as good as this, as, uh, you know, as, like we said before, as you know, as much as this Rutgers defense has given up a lot of rushing yards, they put up two, three, four good plays in a row a lot. So let's say, you know, they start at the 20, they get a 30-yard run, they get a 10-yard run, they get a 7-yard run. Well, okay, well, now first and 10 inside the 45, 
Okay, tackle for loss. Okay, tackle for a two-yard gain. Okay, now it's third, seven, eight, nine. We're ready to roll and make this potential stop. <laughs> when you give the ball to them at the 45, that first initial 30-yard run, okay, you're first and f- first and 10 from the 15, and then you're first and 10 from the 5. Or excuse me, first and goal from the 5. Just like that giving yourself more chances for that aggressiveness to show up and get them in a bad set of downs. It's, um, it's a, it's absolutely demoralizing for a defense. You know, when you, you give up such a huge gain on one play, then you're already all the way down inside your own red zone. Then it puts even more pressure on you. So we just got to limit that. And I think that we did a really good job of that when we won the games or when we were close, but when we weren't, there was too many big plays and then, you know, we got burned at the end. So this game is really important. I think it's really important for the recruiting battle, obviously, but it's also really important for momentum into next year, right? We can't, I think it'd be, I, if we get blown out, it'd be really, really bad. If we lose. No, stop. No, (laughs) this is going to be a battle, dude. Even when we've stunk. This game has been a battle. So when when both teams are good, it's going to be a battle. That's very, very true. It's going to be a close game either way. I don't see any team then blowing each other out if you just go by prior history. It's it's going to be a battle, and we, we just got to be ready for it. And I just – I trust Greg Schiano. I, cr- I trust Coach Gleason. I think we're going to be ready. This is a very big. East Don't forget Coach Smitty, bro. Coach Smitty on the defensive end. It's a really, it's a big rivalry. We're and Coach Nunzio, Nunzio Campanelli. Hey, how you doing? Um, I just and all and the rest of the gang and Tufo. It's Maryland. It's a really, it's close to us. It's a very, it's an East Coast rivalry. Rivalry. So. We got to be ready to play because if we win, I know too many people from Maryland as well that's going to chirp for another year, and I don't want that to happen. I want to be the ones chirping, hey, like, hey, our football team's back and ready to roll. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.